Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. It is April 30th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Tonight we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw, the go-home show for Backlash. Well, the Raw go-home. And yeah, guys, Montreal, hot crowd tonight. But Mr. Matt Morgan, what'd you think of the show overall? I was just telling Rod before we went on the air. I don't really, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I mean, it, to me, it dragged on. The main event was cool, had some good star power, but I don't know. I wasn't excited about the show. It's like everything is very predictable right now. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like they're in a holding pattern. And I think uh, with backlash, hopefully, once that's over, you start seeing kind of the the new. Uh, way they're piecing things together with the brand split because uh, you still got like Rollins versus the Miz. I don't know why they, they never change that because it's just obvious that Rollins is going to win. I'd have much rather they did Rollins and Finn there. Uh, that makes more sense. It makes it more unpredictable. And they had an awesome match tonight. So um, yeah, uh, I thought uh, nothing really eventful. You could have missed it and not miss much, but the crowd, I thought, really made it a fun show. Like, they were fun to listen to. They were alive uh, almost the whole time. And I, I thought this was one of the best crowds that they've had in a while. I, I think they need to come back to Montreal more often. Yeah. No, I thought the opening was really hot. So we had the Montreal crowd. Um, we had Roman Reigns come out to, uh, man, tough crowd for him tonight. And it was a little weird that Coachman was saying, oh, it's like the night after WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I was almost expecting it. them to do that disclaimer. Like, you remember how they used to always do disclaimer when they go to Montreal and be like, oh, oh yeah. they always – for the bad guys, cheer for the good guys. Yeah, they always call it Bizarro Land, that Montreal's Bizarro Land. But that, that was his way of saying it, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – Coachman tonight was a little uh, all over the place, I thought, with his commentary. I missed Booker tonight compared uh, oh, to Coachman. Like, towards the main event, he was talking about how uh, – he talked to them earlier about how they were going to steal a show, even though the match was supposedly set up like during the show, you know? Oh, yeah. He's bad. So they're going this technicality angle with Brock and Roman. They set that up heavily tonight, saying the official saw the other angle. Roman should have won. So it's not over. I don't, I think it is. You think I so? think they mentioned it because they had to, because it was clear that um, Roman's feet hit the floor first, but they never showed it, right? They never showed the video of it. They didn't, they didn't put too much of a big deal on it. They were just kind of like, it happened. We're moving on. So, Matt, what do you think? We got, uh, what, two or three weeks till Brock has the record or beats CM Punk's record uh, holding that title. Do you think that's what they're holding out for at this point? I, I, I never think that, no. Um... I think if it happens, I don't think they were trying for that to happen, right? Yeah. You know, but uh, I just think they move on. I hope they move on. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to be spending all this money for Brock just to break some record that they never mentioned on TV. Yeah. Uh, so Roman does his thing, and then interrupted by Sami Zayn, 
probably getting the biggest pop of his career uh, coming out there to challenge Roman. Kevin coming out to challenge Roman and then Jinder Mahal coming out. Or pardon me, Jinder came out first, then Sammy, then Kevin. Um, Setting up the match for later in the night. Then Bobby Lashley ran out for the save when they were beating up Roman. Braun Strowman comes out, setting up the six-man tag for later in the evening. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hot open to the show. That crowd, especially for Sammy and Kevin, that was fantastic. I like that part of it. You know, I like that Sammy and Kevin were getting treated like stars and, 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 and cheered for like stars. I've always, you know, we've always said, uh, at least we've always thought their main event stars, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're in their hometown, so they automatically get that. You know, I understand that, but it was just that, that part was cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, that wasn't, I mean, come on. Uh, the Miz doesn't get that reaction in Cleveland. You know, right, Montreal right, just went right. off. Good. Yeah. They should. They should be proud of those those guys. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, were, going, they were going crazy for him. And uh, and they kind of, they did their explanation of why Sami Zayn wasn't at the greatest Royal Rumble. They said that he had yeah. to go. <laughs> so it's something. They, they did shoot a little angle. I don't think it ever aired on TV last week, but it was on their website of Sammy com- backstage complaining that he was sick after that match. That's funny. So silly. Um, so that's the match there. And then we came from that to an Elias segment. Uh, Elias, again, this crowd, very hot for him, leading up to a match with Bobby Roode. And in this... So, Raj, what was the, the move that got... Bobby, they said his uh, throat got hurt. Right. Well, they, so he took the top turnbuckle off, right? Um, Yeah. Elias did. And he threw Bobby into it. And uh, it looked, I mean, it looked nasty when they showed it, when it was done fast. Yeah. And then they, I don't know if they screwed up, but they showed the, the shot from the front, like in slow motion. And it, you know, it clearly didn't hit uh, Bobby Roode's throat. It hit his chest. Mm. Um. And so after when they came back from break, they called attention to that. But yeah, so that was the finish. Uh, Rude was, you know, selling his throat and couldn't go on. So Elias, you know, beat Bobby Rude for second week in a row. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, what'd you think, Matt? The match. Great match. I just don't know what to think of it. You know, I, I don't. Bobby looked. I hate to say this, slightly, slightly better than Vanilla Babyface. Hmm. And it sucks because he's not that, you know. I, it's I don't know, you know. They one could argue the booking is not helping him. He, he needs to win. He's the new guy in the show, and he's losing twice in a week, two, two times in two weeks now. Yeah, it seems like both these guys are almost miscast. Like the crowd kind of loves Elias, and they're indifferent for Bobby Roode once the bell rings as a babyface. And it seems like Elias should almost be the babyface, and Bobby Roode should be the heel. Yeah, the only thing with Elias is because of the way he sings his songs and heals on everybody. You know, he could never do that act as a phase. Yeah, he would have to change it so his songs and, are directed at his opponent. As and no one him. would laugh. And no one would laugh the same way, though. People yeah. want to be made fun of. The fans want to be made fun of. That's yeah. true. It's funny. But um, I don't know. Bobby's incredibly miscast right now. Yeah, and I think the matches suffer for it as a result. I mean, I felt like this match with no... A little bit. Yeah, no great build-up. I mean, it was an all-right match, but it was a tough one. To, to come off that opening segment into this match, it felt like it stopped the moment. Yeah, I think if they're worried about Rude, uh, if they feel like he has to be a babyface because of his entrance, do what you did with Nakamura. You know, change it, the entrance up. 
you know, change yeah. that theme. So it's a it's a heel theme if that's the big concern. Or, or hell, just do what you did in NXT with him. He had tons of heat on him after yeah. the entrance was over. Yeah. I don't think they want to mess with that song though. I mean, that's like then that's fine. Yeah. You know, the bell rings. That's when you. That's when your character comes to life as who you are. What yeah. you will do. Will you cheat? Will you not? That's where you're a villain or a, he- or a baby face. Yeah, and and have him be extra arrogant when the glorious theme is playing, and not yeah. smiling and going to the crowd. You know, have him just be disgusted by him. There's a way to do it. You know, he's done it. That's what he's, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean the it factor. I mean that's what he should be. Yep. But so after that match, and uh, Raj had that had that match finished. What was the final? Oh, oh, uh, so yeah, Elias threw Rude That's uh, right. into that turnbuckle, you know, hitting that, that cable that connects the turnbuckle to the, the post, and then Rude was out, and then Elias declared himself the winner. Which so, I yeah. loved. That was very nice, very nice touch. <laughs> yeah, that was a good touch. But it, I don't know, it just makes Rude look weak. It does. Doing it two weeks in a row. I don't know. Well, they could be setting up a heel turn. I mean, if we want to give WWE creative credit. This could be the so. path. Yeah. I hope so too. He yeah. needs it. Authors of Pain versus Jean Paul Francois. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Those it's just guys? great. Yeah, we need two names for some uh, Quebec wrestlers. Why not Jean Paul and Francois? <laughs> yeah, the two most stereotypical French Canadian names, but. Uh, they showed a lot of fire out there. They were they uh, were trying to make the most of this opportunity. How'd you think AOP looked, Matt? Good. They look strong tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what storyline you put them in, but I think they're going to maybe take the brawn route and just keep pairing them with local talent, doing these squashes, which I think is clearly worked for Braun, um, worked a little for the Bludgeon Brothers. I think with AOP, it suits their style more, especially with that finisher man with the knocking the guys yeah. together and then down um so yeah that match was was all right it uh yeah ended with the last chapter for the pin and the win after that they did a little promo that was kind of weird hearing those guys more on the mic middle of the ring definite shift from um having paul ellering do all the talking they so. seemed like they got lost pretty quick when they were doing yeah. that. like, hey, uh, first like time. They, they couldn't remember the end of their sentences or i don't know if they just trailed off into um there, one is Armenian. I'm forgetting what the other guy is. Um, mm. But yeah, what was the what was the line? It ended in destruction. Like they tried, they had a little catchphrase. I only caught the end of it. Do you guys remember? I is anyone in the that. chat now? So AOP has a catchphrase. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. After that, um, oh, we have the promo segment between Finn Balor and the Miz. Or pardon me, Finn Balor and uh, and Rollins. They showed the footage from the match with Samoa Joe, The Miz, Finn Balor, and Rollins at the Greatest Royal Rumble. So Rollins came out. Crowd was hot. They were doing the Olay form, which was weird, probably for anyone that thinks that's a Sami Zayn specific chant, given that it comes from soccer. But uh, Rollins, man, that crowd was really, really hot for him. Uh, Finn came out and set up their match for later in the evening, but we had the Miz Taraj come out, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel still using the Miz's theme song, and they were getting booed, trying to suggest a uh, uh, the new Four Horsemen. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, have you come up with any more ideas of what Curtis and Bo should be doing? Should it be teaming with uh, the Woken uh, Matt Hardy 
in Bray Wyatt, it's, perhaps. Unfortunately, after this has ran its course, they're not going to have anything for them. This was Jabroniville stuff, you know? This, you know, the fans even booed it for crying out loud. When that happens, you know it's bad. Hmm. But this promo, this felt like a post-WrestleMania Raw promo, like just how hot the crowd was. And Seth, you know, can you know, was having a hard time starting, you know, talking because the crowd was so loud. So this crowd was just off I'm the talking hook about the, the other two guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going back to uh, before they came out. Um, and then Finn, you know, it, it. and then once the Miztourage came out, the Miz's music hit and the fans got, I think the fans thought Miz was coming out. And they so did. that was a nice little tease. But, you know, it looked like they were going to set up a tag match, but I thought that would have been such a waste of time because you knew how that was going to go. So I liked, I liked that it went to a singles match, even though we've been seeing that match a lot lately. But yeah, I thought tonight was the best one that they had, uh, and they've had some awesome ones. Yep. So let's talk about in a second this match that many people consider the the match of the night or definitely one of the contenders for it, which is Sasha Banks versus Ruby Riot. But before we do that, I want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Keeps. So you've heard us talk about this before. I mean, guys, you know, with hair loss, it has a real impact on your life. Um, you have to figure out what to do, first of all, with your hairstyle. Do you become a hat guy? Do you uh, just shave it all off and go bald? It really changes your identity that you've had having a full head of hair. So what can you do? There are treatments, there are things that work out there. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't work out there. And now with Keeps, you could take action because hair loss isn't just your dad's problem. It happens earlier in life that you think. And by 35, two out of three men are going to start losing their hair. And hair loss is actually easy to prevent if you get started early, which is why there's Keeps, a new company offering simple, clinically proven, affordable ways to stop hair loss. And with Keeps, it's easier than ever for guys like you to keep your hair. So Keeps is the easiest way to keep your hair by offering the only two FDA-approved hair loss products clinically proven to keep the hair you have. You could sign up in less than five minutes. Keeps is entirely online and only 10 to $35 a month. So it's $1 a day or less on average. That's half of what you typically pay at the pharmacy. Getting started with Keeps is easy. You just answer a few questions and snap some photos. A licensed doctor remotely reviews your information and gives you the right prescription all without ever leaving your couch. And within two to three days, a three-month supply of your treatment will arrive perfectly packaged at your door. Stop hair loss today the easy way with Keeps. They're offering customized treatment plans with the only FDA-approved hair loss products for about a dollar a day. And it's all from the comfort of your couch. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash INC. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash I-N-C. And that's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash I-N-C. Keeps, hair today, hair tomorrow. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And as anyone that's had to deal with hair loss knows, uh, the sooner you deal with it, uh, the better. Because you don't want to wait uh, You don't want to wait too long. So if you've been thinking about it, definitely try it out. This is the best time. Yeah, absolutely, man. So glad to have them as a sponsor. I've uh, heard nothing but good things. So uh, at the end of that last segment, Finn attacked Seth. Kind of weird again, face versus face, how they're setting up this rivalry um, between them. And uh, yeah, I have a feeling that after Backlash, it's going to keep going. It's been going on for quite some time. You know what's weird was that big grin that Finn had after he attacked Seth. You know, <laughs> they have him doing that smile way too much. And was it, after he attacked yeah. someone, you know, look a little mean, look like, you know, you, you, uh, yeah. you, know, you got him. I took that as he wanted to be very clear 
I'm not turning heel. Yeah. This is me going out of my way to say, don't take your eyes off of me because I'm going against you one-on-one because I want that title. Therefore, I'm not a bad guy. Like, it, it was all, for me, it was all happening in slow motion from the smile on. Instead of just, you know what? F them, Finn. What's your natural reaction? In that moment, give us your natural reaction. And then if they give you shit backstage about it, then deal with it. But you know what? You can never go wrong giving your own natural reaction. And a natural reaction moment in that moment would have been what, you know, what you're suggesting more than, more than 10 out of 10 times. Mm. You know? It doesn't have to be sinister. It doesn't have to be overdone. Yeah. You know, with some grimace or something or some mean-looking mug. But, but, but just something, you know? Go grab the title, bring it to his face, and say, you know, I don't know, something. <laughs> Seth, too. Because Seth, after that, when he's getting back up, he's smiling. He's like, ah, he you got me, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good one, all, all I keep thinking, was it Meltzer that reported uh, Vince McMahon or somebody told Finn, everybody loves a handsome guy who smiles? And that's why I, I said f- that. I said that. I want to yeah. find out when Meltzer said that version. No, I don't think Meltzer ever show. said that. I think you, yeah, I think that was you oh. that said that. Was that just Matt? Because sw- I've seen yeah. that other places online. So, Matt, it's people like <laughs> watching and listening to this podcast that are repeating yeah. Matt Morgan. But now, every time I see Finn with that smile, saying. that's all I hear in my head is Vince McMahon. Well, everybody loves a handsome guy who smiles. Yeah. Or he told Big Show that too. So, it's not always handsome. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks right. a baby face should smile, should be happy to be there. And he, he picks and chooses who he says this to, by the way. He doesn't say this to every baby face. It's weird. Yeah. <sighs> Apollo yes. Cruz is one that he definitely told that to. I feel like with Apollo, it's more natural, though, because Apollo has a, like, a 10 out he of 10 is, smile. He, he, he does have a nice smile. He is happy-go-lucky all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Finn's smile is he's okay. Well, look, man, the Irish and the English aren't really known for their smiles, typically. But his is good, but it's like an Irish good, you know? <laughs> Please, Irish people, <laughs> fans, and British fans watching this show, flood his Twitter account. <laughs> Troll Glenn's Twitter account with hate. Hey, my family background is from Ireland and England, so I feel like I can, oh, you know, geez. I can make statements. Well, one half of the family, at least. Um, anyhow, yeah, I mean, Finn Smile's okay, but come on, it's not Apollo. So Apollo's smile is, is incredible. Um. <laughs> Okay, so Sasha Banks versus Ruby Riot tonight. Bailey not seen ringside backstage watching the video. It looks like Sasha was looking at Bailey through the monitor at one moment. Reminded me of the end of that musical number in Greece. Um, it seemed like with that, it seemed like the way she was standing, you wouldn't be able to see the monitor, right? Like the angle she was standing at looks like it would be just the hardest way to, to see what was going on. They do those weird angles when they're watching the monitors backstage. It just looks yeah. so. Like, they think it looks good for TV, but I think it's distracting because no one watches a monitor like that. No, they're all, I don't know why they don't just show everybody, but they're just, okay, if it's, if it's a baby face watching a monitor, that's a storyline you're telling on, the t- on, on, the st- on TV, then shit can all the heels out of the, of the shot. Keep all the other baby faces in it because that's the way it really is. You're all sitting in folding chairs. You're all watching the monitor, everybody, together. Yeah. So just get rid of the heels. Tell them to get up and get out of there for a couple minutes. And how the faces all sit there. It's, it's more natural looking. Because that is really what happens. And, and what's her name? Ruby Riot. Wow, she, she did really well tonight. She's improving as in the ring, wrestling-wise. Yeah. That was a great match. I mean, and what a statement, right? I mean, coming off of Friday's pay-per-view, I think this, this really showing the women are, are here to be taken seriously in full force. They're I mean, this deep. was a fantastic match. 
they are deep. Yeah, what was that? What was that uh, move she did? The back drop. It was off a cannon, dude. That was a cannonball. I don't care what it was called, but that was a straight up, like backwards cannonball. Yeah, yeah, that you looked like what that hurt. The hell, how did she not kill herself? Yeah, that looked painful. Yeah, so there were shenanigans, as you could expect with the Riot Squad. Uh, Ruby won, but Sasha should have won. She had her in the submission, but of course the refs were distracted. Um, yeah. I love this match. I thought this was fantastic. And it's funny because Ruby Riot versus Charlotte on SmackDown, I thought was just kind of a nothing feud. But I think, man, I know they're building Bailey versus Sasha, but I would not mind Ruby in this picture. Size, size, formidable size makes a difference every once in a while. Yeah, you know, that's that. That's why I think I think they click better. She, uh, Sasha's faster. She could take bumps a lot, a lot faster, quicker. She doesn't have to chop. Uh, what's her name? Doesn't have to chop down the tree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the one thing with bigger opponents. It, it takes forever to chop us down. And in my opinion, it slows down momentum in the match when it needs to be picked up. Yeah, I thought yeah. Ruby Riot was really good here. I just feel like, first of all, the Sasha Bailey thing is like. Eight weeks past the point of carrying now. It is how long they've dragged this thing out, and I feel bad because they're so talented, Sasha and Bailey. They could have a really cool feud, and just this writing just sucks with what they're doing with them. Yep, it took something that seemed like a no-brainer and just, you know, it's like one of the worst feuds that they've done in a long time. One of the worst women's feuds for sure. So it's it's a shame. I hate what they're doing with Sasha. I hate what they're doing with Bailey, Um, and. I, I know sometimes that slow build is worth it, but when each week sucks, no. it doesn't. No, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Although, you know, I'm sure the logic would be Roger He's saying eight weeks too long. Vince thinks week 10 too long. That's where the magic happens. And you come back <laughs> around again and you care. Yeah. Um, and so oh, Sasha man. losing kind of clean. I mean, it's a little distraction from the riot squad, but. Well, she should have won when she had her in uh, the bank statement. Yeah, I just feel like they've they've been beating Sasha a lot lately. I can't remember the last time she got a, a good yeah, win. It's gonna end up with Bailey reconciling. I mean, it's, we're not gonna get the rivalry. Bailey's gonna reconcile. They'll tag against okay, the Riot Squad. I, I, I'd rather have that because the storyline of those two against each other is not gonna hit the way it should hit. So I'd rather see them come back to it a year later. Have you, uh, Matt? Have you been following what Bailey and Sasha have been doing on Twitter? No, hell no. What kind of question is that? <laughs> well, okay, a lot of the fans, believe it or not, on social media, not only do they follow Mr. Matt Morgan, but they also follow other wrestlers. Um, and WWE, some of the talent's been using social media to advance storylines. So the gif of last week, I don't know if you guys saw it, Bailey comes out and goes to hug a little girl that's in the audience, but right next to her is kind of like a, a uh, you know late teens, 20-something guy who's kind of bigger, and he's putting his arm out for the hug, and Bailey just sort of walks away after giving the little kid a hug. The guy's <laughs> awkwardly. So <laughs> Sasha retweeted that and just said, oh, clearly Bailey hates her fans. Um, and then Bailey got into it where it's like, oh, no, just you. you know. And they were doing this little thing with uh, throwing shade at each other. But I'm saying there's more happening on social media between them than there is on TV. Right. Yeah, at NXT uh, at Takeovers, like they were seated next to each other, and Sasha had a couple fans move uh, so they could sit between her and Bailey, so they didn't have to sit next to each other. So it's you know, great. it's, it's great. yeah, and they don't even show that on TV. Like that's way better than Bailey watching on the you know the monitor and these you know these promos that they're doing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, you're right, though. You shouldn't have to follow social media to get this story. And in a lot of cases, it's the talent that's doing this probably with right. no input or approval. Right. Yeah. And it's better. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. Um, so yeah, Ruby uh, delivered the ride kick, got the cover on Banks. Have you noticed they're the only ones from SmackDown that are really getting any wins that, mm. that move from the superstar shakeup? Oh, not till you said it, no, but yeah. Yeah, like Chad Gable, they did over Jinder, but that was over another SmackDown guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's... Uh, they're the only ones. Everyone else, Kevin Owens, I thought they were going to position him because they have no heels as a strong heel, but they haven't done much so far. They think uh, they have by putting yeah. him in the main event. But what? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's fine. Um, got another moment of bliss tonight. Great. <laughs> Loved it. Oh, so good. So good. She's I mean, great. Absolutely. Just the Disney World and the references. And I mean, they went deep with this, you know. Uh, it was good. It was fantastic. And I think uh, uh, I think other people reading this promo would not have been able to uh, to to do it justice the way she did. And uh, I thought she she just delivered it great. And uh, it was it was hilarious. I mean, I, I know some people there are people online that I mean, people online get upset with everything, but that feel like this angle is tasteless and stuff like that. But I think how was that tasteless? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think she's the heel, and uh, it's clear, you know, obviously none of that really happened. So I thought it was it was a funny way just to get heat on her. <laughs> Telling everyone she was too short to go on the ride, <laughs> including the teacups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seriously, if you don't watch anything else on Raw tonight, we know there's some people that listen to this podcast that don't watch Raw. Go online, watch the Moment of Bliss promo yeah. from tonight. Um, she said she had turkey legs in each hand. <laughs> Man. It was just part of. I'm sorry. See, at first, I thought at first I thought that was a fat joke, but that's that's uh, that's the thing at Disney World, though. That's like mm -hmm. what everyone eats around there, walks around with in their hand. That really is the case. And that's the thing. I mean, this was. I think we haven't seen a lot of promos like this that went deep on the details, and I think that's what made this next level comedy is the fact that she got into granular details about the rides at Walt Disney World, about the turkey legs. Like, this wasn't just platitudes of Naya's fat and a bully and told everyone I'm mm -hmm. short. She sold it in a way that um, I would put this up there, by the way, with uh, anything else I've seen the last seven days on TV in terms of oh, comedy yeah. as being one of the funniest things that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I thought week. it was hilarious, too. I did. It was good. Natalie bringing up in the chat about, you know, if they should be joking about bullying when that's one of their big campaigns with the Be A Star and all that. Well, see, I didn't, Natalie. I didn't take it as them joking about it. If you're in the, if you're suspending your disbelief, okay, you're supposed to feel sympathy for that little blonde girl complaining about being bullied, right? Granted, we all know what the payoff is, right? Which is she's lying about it. So either way you want to look, let's say she's lying about it. So they're not making fun of bullying there. What's her name was trying to use it as a device to make people feel empathy and sympathy for her. If you're if you're able to really suspend your disbelief and really get captured in the moment, Natalie, then you believe her and then you do feel bad for her. So either way around this, I did not take this whatsoever. And I work for anti-bullying campaigns. OK, I do it religiously with my new position. Um, I definitely was not offended by that, nor do I take any anything from that whatsoever negatively. Yeah, I kind of took it more as like she's using a serious thing like bullying to get sympathy for her, but everyone sees through it. So you want her to get it. You know, you want Alexa in the end to, to get her, 
comeuppance. Is that used right? Alexa get her comeuppance, yes. right? Yes. 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 So, um, you know, that, yes. that's the way I took it. Like, she, it's the, the company's not making fun of bullying. She's no. acting like she was bullied when she clearly wasn't. And you right. want her to get hers for that. It's a very South Park, Eric Cartman type story. And South Park actually does this quite expertly where they'll have Eric Cartman jump on the bandwagon of something. And it's not that he's making fun. They're not that they're making fun of the movement or the campaign. It's the fact that here's this right. egotistical kid that's going to make himself the victim. Um, and in a way, Alexa is using anti-bullying to actually bully Naya. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like anything else. You can look at it that way. You can look at it as, you know, if she was accusing her, okay, of stealing, okay, of yeah. stealing something out of her suitcase, you know, are we going to start to say, well, wait a minute, I think they're making fun of, uh, of theft. Theft is a very serious thing. I had the car stolen out of my driveway last week. I don't think that's funny at all. You know? Well, they did. Remember with Emma? I mean, how many, actually, <laughs> Emma had to endure. Well, you yeah. ruin I'm everything sorry. when I try to be serious. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being serious, though. It's no different because bullying is is more of a newer thing as far yeah. as being brought to the public light. Bullying has been around for freaking 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. It's not something new. It's just brought to the table publicly now. People have campaigns and things like that behind it. Um, but again, well, I personally wasn't offended by this. But then again, it doesn't matter if I was or not. If you were offended by it, that's, you know, that that's that's uh, that's your prerogative. You know what I mean? It's how we receive these messages, I guess you could say, you know? And if I'm going to give WWE credit on anything to, to Natalie's point and what some other people are pointing in chat, they called this moment of bliss. They didn't mock their own Be A Star campaign. I mean, they made it clear to make this very separate from their legitimate anti-bullying efforts. Yeah. Are they still even doing that, Be A Star? It's been a while. You know, they, they still do the rallies and stuff. They just don't advertise it as much as they used to. Oh, huh. that's yeah, cool. Yeah, they're still doing it. They they did in Saudi Arabia, too. Good. Mm, interesting. Uh, and Natalie, just want to say, I don't want to think that we're picking on Natalie. Natalie's not the only one that feels that way. I know others felt the same way as Natalie. And it's a fine line, right? But I think humor is so subjective. And um, there's a big difference when the joke lands and it's actually funny versus when... And this is what the WWE does a lot, is they'll do something that's not funny... Um, right. and that's when it's more, I think, controversial. Yep, a mini version of the White House Correspondents' Dinner, but I won't even get into that. Yes, <laughs> good point. Uh, yeah, humor is subjective. Tasteless, uh, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so Titus O'Neil. The biggest mm -hmm. story that came out of the Greatest Royal Rumble was Titus O'Neil slipped and fell <laughs> at first on his way to the ring. We saw some replays. Baron Corbin appeared to laugh at Titus. Now, Titus did own it in his interview with Renee Young. Now they're using this to set up something between Baron and Titus, uh, which I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. And they basically made him the shockmaster now, where now he's this <laughs> bumbling fool. Even though he's been for years, he's, he never slips or anything one time, and now he's supposed to be, can't even get in the ring anymore. Well, finish with what happened, Glenn. Yeah, I mean, so they challenge it, and then they set up the uh, match for Baron Corbin and No Way Jose later in the night. We'll talk about okay, what happened there. Okay, later on in the night. Okay. Yeah, um, but Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy showed us a little animated pictorial through history, their quest oh. together in various vessels. Uh, what would you think of that, Matt? 
What did you guys think of that? How about that? I think the WWE creative team uh, is not subject to the wellness policy because there are some people huh. high as F that are writing this shit. Okay. And sometimes in that psychedelic state, some good stuff comes out. <laughs> Such as I will point to exhibit A for the 55th hundredth time right now. TNA's version of, you know, um, Matt Hardy's gimmick, you know, his character, his whole entire shtick, you know. Being a th- that's how you do it. This is just, I don't know, man. I don't know what WWE keeps doing wrong with this. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what I'm. Maybe others like it. Do other fans like it? Maybe I'm. I don't know. I, I like it because Matt's in it, and I'm happy. I'm excited for Matt to get TV time and get a singles, a different singles run. He was, you know what I mean? Because he works so god darn hard, and he puts so much creativity into his stuff. I just hate to see when somebody else puts water on his gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to like this for a long time because I loved it in TNA. I, I, I love the, the rawness it. and crudeness of it. Um, but I'm, I'm just not feeling it. I don't know. It's not like I, I'm, I find it, uh, you know, like I need to change the channel or find it cringeworthy. No. But no. I'm, I'm, I'm just not enjoying it as much as I, I would like to. I, as I, I kind of – you know what, Raj? I like the stuff with um, – what is wrong with me? What's his partner? Bray. Bray. I like the stuff with Bray at the end. Yeah, that was actually. cool. I thought that was that was cool. Um, I don't know if I agree with Matt doing run at the end. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm nitpicking like crazy here. Just because that gimmick was so untouchable. Yeah. Untouchable. Years ahead of its time. Everyone was saying it because it was true. You yeah, could have and- done a whole entire wrestling show based on that premise, dude. <laughs> and that was awesome. And now when they do the promos with the big shiny stuff in the background, it just looks overproduced, you know? And, and well, See, I'm- to me, they have, they have so much money. It looks like crappily produced to me. Yeah. It, to me, it did. It looks shoddy. And now some of it should be on purpose, like, shoddy. Like, like the, the, the cutout heads and they put them on, like, you know, the, right. the, the other people's body. Yeah. <laughs> you guys Actually, remember that made me laugh. That made me laugh. I mean you know, it's funny but it just it was I think the abrupt change into that level of absurd where it was just kind of like look when they did uh the festival of friendship and Jericho unveils the creation of KO <laughs> yes. painting they awesome. built up to that in a way that at the moment it was like that was the big payoff that was the cherry on top of all the other absurd stuff. And with this, it was just sort of out of nowhere. It reminded me, remember the promos building up to SummerSlam before Finn won the Universal Champion, where Finn told the story of the demon and they cut to like the the drawings and all of a sudden we were right. in like this weird fairy tale oh, uh, yeah, 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 segment. Yeah, yeah. It was just an abrupt change like that that felt out of, like not eased into or built up to, just sort of like, and now we're going to show you something wacky, everyone. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um. But no, I like what they're doing together, and I think there could be something cool there. Yeah, it was just, it sort of, it took me out of the moment because it was so over the top. Um, Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman. This got the golden slot tonight as far as timing went, uh, occurring right around the seven o'clock hour, uh, or towards the bottom of the six o'clock, start of uh, seven o'clock on the West Coast. So that would be what, nine to 10. On the East Coast, um, Sunil Singh introduced Jinder, Sami and Zayn came out. And in this match, uh, the ending to the match was that Braun Strowman pinned Kevin Owens. But is, is Braun a face now? I mean, Braun teaming with Roman Reigns and Bobby for, Lashley. 
first, Glenn, give the full finish. What was? How did he win? Okay, so Owens with the super kick to Reigns and one to Braun to send him in the corner. Owens ran the corner cannonball, but Braun caught him and nailed the big power running slam Dope. for the pin in the middle of the ring. Dope. I love that, by the way. I thought that was really good. That was a great carpet yanker. Um, <laughs> the fans were so excited. He's like, no. <laughs> I'm a dick. I like it. Um, it, it just, um, you know what I really liked? There's a lot of star power, right? There's a crap load of star power. Uh, Kevin and Sammy couldn't possibly be any more over. I like any scenario where that's the case. Um, this was everything I would want in a main event. I, I can't complain. I think the main event was strong. Um, Bobby, if I have to nitpick, feels like the odd, not the like. Doesn't he feel like the lesser of all of them to you guys or no? He feels like the least over right now. Yeah. Like, how would you rank him out of the six men in that in that, in that match? Notch above Jinder, just because people tend to not yep. like Jinder. But Jinder, they get Jinder gets a reaction. Oh, that's like true. Bobby's not really getting a reaction right now. That's and a good point. We're a few weeks in. He's only been in tags. He hasn't had a singles. You know, he hasn't had a win yet. Really, he, I mean, he's been in tag matches where the other guy got the win, but uh, they haven't really done much with him yet. He hasn't really done a promo. Uh, yeah, or they haven't really built him at all. I mean, they just kind of said, "Hey, everybody, Bobby's back." And yeah, for people and he, that yeah. didn't watch his era, you have no clue who he is. Yeah, it's been 10 years, right. you know. Give him more of an introduction. Wow. Show show a video package showing who he was, what he did. Uh, just give fans a reason to care because just yeah. putting him out there. We haven't seen any video packages. No, they just assume that everyone knows him from 10 years ago. And he's got some cool stuff, spearing people through cages and stuff and breaking cages and whatever, beating up Big Show and... He has some impressive stuff he's done that yeah. they should be showing highlights of. Yeah, for a guy his size and how, how jacked he is, some of the stuff he does yes. in there, it's, it's awesome. But uh, this was a fun match. I thought this match was really fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, what you said, Glenn, it's kind of like now that Mania season's over, we're back to the second hour. The main event of the second hour is kind of like the main event. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, really cool stuff. Uh, uh, you know, Roman with a ton <clears throat> of heel heat. Uh, the fans were going crazy for Kevin and Sammy. Jinder is probably the one Canadian that gets booed in Canada because they always <laughs> seem to, you know, cheer for Canadians regardless of who they are, except right. for Jinder. But uh, it was a fun match. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So we got. But here, here's the one thing. So they announced Braun and uh, Braun wow. and Lashley. Yeah, against KO and Sammy for the pay per view. Now, why are they doing that match if they just? got killed two weeks in a row by these guys another show another show match for the two baby faces to look strong you think so right? just doing the same thing three weeks in yeah. a row yeah i think i think they're going to turn bobby i think they're going to do something that um, that would make sense of them why they're not showing video packages of oh. maybe i don't know yeah maybe that'd be great that'd be great actually yeah i think i think they got to do something with him uh, he's just both there right now need it. both yeah, sides and, need it raj he needs yep. it, and they need it. Yep, absolutely. So it was a cool match um, with Braun. I think it's not so much the issue. They've been treating Braun like a babyface. Braun has been in babyface reactions, but to have him and Roman on the same team it, with no rhyme, reason, explanation. Well, well Braun's been well, a babyface since. Braun's uh, a full-fledged babyface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm saying him and Roman on the same team is where I think it was a little jarring because they've still kept them – Separate enough to where they could restart that feud, or maybe I've just been wanting that feud to restart. That. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but I didn't. 
Yeah, they almost murdered each other. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I, I know. They had a great angle, too. I just don't remember. I didn't think about it during tonight's match at all, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's WWE. I remember with uh, Piper and Snuka had a legendary feud, right? And then I remember one year just randomly they're on the same Survivor Series team. It's like that's you're, yeah. that's one of the most epic feuds that you're just kind of tossing yeah. by the wayside. They're just they're just teammates. They they do that. They never they don't explain them. Kind of get you know yeah. why they're together. Because yeah, you would think logically they would have there would be some apprehension to teaming together with with their history. Well, uh, speaking of great rivalries, uh, Baron Corbin versus No Way Jose tonight. Okay. Continuing on. Oh, my God. And then Titus comes out and gets involved. So uh, Titus made it to the ring, slipped on his way up and in the ring. They did a nice bit with Apollo, uh, you know, uh, uh, polishing the floor, making sure it was uh, free of debris, giving him a clear path. But, yes, he could not make it in the ring. Baron Corbin started laughing. And then, yep, No Way Jose rolled him up for the pin. Now, here's the part I didn't mention about this and i'm curious to get your thoughts on all of this matt is what did you make pre-match about baron corbin with a mic giving up to the crowd being like okay fine go say what you want to say y'all paid to see me <laughs> but you want to say something say it yeah it's lame lame i <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know he just is, he just screams lame to me and when he says you you all paid to see me <laughs> <laughs> did anyone okay that's what like you're taught to big show used to tell me to say that when i was a villain and people would like boo me or whatever and i was like i don't care they boo me i want them to boo me you know yeah. what's wrong with you and he's like well there comes a time you can't take it. he's like he's like i'm a he'd go right up to that person in the front row and go you know he'd be like yeah you know what i'm a millionaire and you just got me paid even more money by you being here so ha you know you try to get more heat on him but i was like you're really trying to one-up the fan actually screw one up in a fan let them one up you. They paid their money to do so, and you're the villain. Play the role. Yeah. So it's weird like, tonight. Baron Corbin just it just seems so forced when he's on the mic, and he he just it's not natural with him cutting a promo. He he seems to get lost really quickly, and he doesn't seem to care to me. Hard. I'll be honest. Be honest, he doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to care to me at the moment. He feels lazy right now to me. Yeah. This, this was the worst he's done in a while. I mean, this was the what? worst mic time he's had in quite some time. Yeah, he doesn't fit in on Raw, I'll tell you that. Not yet. In, in the 80s, he'd be someone you put a manager with, you know, because he's... You'd shave, uh, his, you'd shave, it, you'd shave that skull at first. <laughs> so <laughs> let me ask you this, Matt. So as a wrestler... Skull, that skull is, is sweet. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, uh, so as a wrestler, what, do you, what kind of coaching are you given? I mean, to me, it seemed like not that he broke a rule, but to sit there when the fans are chanting and just be like, okay, fine, say what you want to say, as opposed to having a comeback or riding it out. I mean, what direction do they give you to deal with the hostile crowd behind they the don't. scenes? They don't. Oh, they don't. That's up to you. And if you really? suck at it, we're, yeah, if you're horrible and you're not taking advantage of that, of whatever they're cheering and figure a way to spin it. If it's not about you, you better find a way to spin it back towards you. And if you can't spin it back towards you because they're chanting Daniel Bryan or CM Bunk, you know, then mock one of them somehow. I don't know. But, but, but you think of something on your feet, right? You've been, you're a professional. Yeah. You know, but um, to not take advantage of it, it to me was lazy more than anything else. Yeah. But nobody teaches, nobody teaches. There's not a school. There's not a class for this. You know, it's not like, Hey, and by the way, when this happens, do this. No, there should be to some degree, and it's more by a veteran. A veteran will pull you aside. I take that back. 
like Big Show did with me. He'll, somebody will pull you aside and say, hey, when this happens, you should try that. Yeah. Or you think yeah. you'd watch, you'd seen enough wrestling that's in your life to know how to deal with hecklers. Yep, yeah, that's what I've always gone off of, 100%. Yep, what I've seen others yeah. do. Yeah, that's what seemed weird tonight is, I mean, what he did in just letting them talk was a step away from breaking down, sobbing, and just throwing down the mic and walking backstage. <laughs> you know, I mean, he... They called him skinny fat. Remember that when people got people start chanting skinny fat? <laughs> He's good he on Twitter, like he, but he I bet you... He cry. I bet you on Twitter he takes a while to think up those retorts, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you guys noticed that? Okay, so Matt, you don't follow wrestlers on social media. Uh, but, Raj, have you noticed lately? I've noticed, oh, like, Mojo, them. Carmella. A lot of these guys are calling out their hecklers a lot more in recent weeks. Because their feelings are hurt. No disrespect to them, but, like, if you're not on the show regularly and they're calling you jobber, jabroni, it's like – you know what? You might not see it, but I just busted my ass four days a week working house shows, been away from my family. It's just not my time for a storyline right now. No one's going to understand that. So instead, yes. you just say, hey, go F yourselves. Or hey, especially <laughs> if you're a heel. I used to love being a heel on Twitter. I loved it. You could do no wrong. And TNA was never going to sanction me. I used to curse at him. I used to say, oh, this is bad stuff. Yeah, Bray Wyatt's been murdering some fans on Twitter lately. <laughs> it's just been... To, to me, it's, it's a little bit of an insecurity thing, guys. That's, that's my two cents. It doesn't mean it's always true in all cases. But for the guys you don't see on TV, in my opinion, that's what it is. Yeah. And the difference is you see the faces do it. So like Mike Kanellis, uh, Tyler Breeze, the faces will just justify like, hey, I'm making more money than I ever have. I'm doing just fine. Don't, don't you worry about me. But yeah, the heels are really lately on more of a tear. Well, you know, the baby faces say, look, I'm living my childhood dream. I, you know, sorry, it isn't, you know, it, is, it isn't what you, you, you yeah. think it should be. Maybe one day it will be. That's yeah. what I would just have to explain to fans because fans are like, what the hell? You're seven feet, three million pounds. What are they doing with you? How do they not know how to book you? What the hell? And you want to sit there as the guy going, yay, your fucking email, tweet this to Dixie Carter, tweet this to Vince McMahon, and da 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 You want to say all that, but instead you're like, hey, I appreciate the love. Thank you. Um, and P.S. I agree. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But you can't – when it goes the other way and they're against you and you're not on the show, you know, don't show your hand that it bothers you. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have a thick skin. And uh, easier said than done. I know with me personally, yes. like, you know, we'll get – compliments about the podcast or the site uh, on social mm -hmm. media and you know I'll, I'll i'll thank fans back but i get that one negative one it just bugs me i'm just like i want to get that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not that's natural that's human that's human nature man yeah. oh man so uh after that after titus did the distraction no way jose got the win titus worldwide celebrating with no way jose in the conga line corbin Which he can move Sorry. Can yeah, I just say Titus O'Neil can move, but okay, go ahead, continue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this, this just has all the makings. Have, have they announced a pre-show match for Backlash yet? Because No, that that would make screams, sense. The Screams pre-show. Um, after that, Mickey James versus Natalia. Mickey James coming out head to toe in denim like she's going on a mall tour with Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. Um, but it was a good look. You know, she, she rocked it pretty well, I have to say. Uh, coming out with Alexa Bliss. Natalia came out with Ronda Rousey. And this match was kind of interesting given everything that was happening uh, in the corners between Rousey chasing around yeah. and just chasing around Bliss. What did you think of the match, Matt? Match is always going to be solid between those two. 
I liked the match a lot, but I was more interested in the outside shenanigans with Ronda Rousey. Yeah. You know, I think it's cool that Ronda Rousey is, you know, willing to be there every week. Um, and I think it's not necessarily doing her any favors to be there every week. I feel like it, it kind of takes some of the, the specialness out of her appearances. Like when, when you start getting used to it, when it's just, uh, she's just there. I, I just feel like having her miss a couple weeks here and there, it just makes it when she's back on, uh, it's more important because she is a superstar. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it was a nice back and forth in this. Um, Rousey chasing Alexa Bliss around, distracted. Mickey to allow Natalia to take advantage and roll uh, roll up Mickey for the win. Um, so are people still speculating it's going to be Ronda versus Mickey at Backlash? Oh, not at Backlash. They would yeah, have announced yeah, yeah. that by now. Um, but I could see Money in the Bank. They're going to do some house shows uh, overseas next month. Mm. So... So, yeah, I'm sure that's warming up, and then they do something at Money in the Bank. I think they're treating Money in the Bank as one of their um, the next special pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah. Because this uh, backlash is kind of almost like a throwaway in, in oh, a way. Oh, absolutely. No, a complete afterthought given the month we've just had. And, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this after, but it looks like it's only going to be three hours. Um, <laughs> so, hopefully, okay. but we'll see. Um, yeah. That's the, the time allotted, and then a half-hour post-show. So, Nia Jax has... Uh, her rematch with Alexa Bliss or Alexa Bliss's rematch with Nia Jax at Backlash. So Nia Jax came out after and we ended with Nia, Natalia, and Ronda standing tall in the ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a backstage promo from Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler who were not seen on the show tonight. Matt, what did you think of this promo building, following up on what they did last week? I thought the flip phone thing worked okay tonight, the cell phone promo. Yeah. Yeah. Except the thing, we're not here to steal the show. We're just going to take it. Kind of the same thing. Um, <laughs> Stealing and taking. I mean, you know, <laughs> talking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I it think, was, it was okay. Raj, what'd you think? Uh, I think Drew looks like a superstar. I, I don't like him doing that. This, the cell phone bit. I just think yeah. it, it kind of, cause he's kind of got this badass feel to him and when he's talking about other people complaining and things like that so i think and he's talking complaining about people using their phone and then doing a selfie promo i just think it's a little bit of a dis- disconnect you don't need to use those for everyone Keep i didn't even pick up on that i yeah. didn't pick up on that part yeah i thought he looked really really tall and menacing in it though yeah and the, the way they Dolph. shot it made Dolph look tiny yes i like that i like that <laughs> And then we had the IC title match tonight, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. So Finn has now lost at Mania, at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and tonight in his quest for the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. What did you think of the match tonight, Matt? And what do you think they can do uh, to make keep this feud interesting if they keep it going? It's the workhorse match of every, every card it's on. Yeah. Um, it's a great match. It's, it's two great, great competitors, great athletes. I don't like them being baby face, baby face anymore. It's run its course. Um, but again, I'll watch the match, you know, every time and be very blown away. Um, other than that, I don't have much to add to it. Oh, Seth Rollins is super over. So yeah, he was, he was mega over. Yeah. Every time they announce this match, it's just kind of like again, but then, <laughs> then it's like, well, it's always a great match. And, it, you know, it was again tonight. It was, uh, it was one of those after three hours. I did not, I found myself getting more and more into it. Um, 
you know, as the match went on, as opposed to getting more and more, more tired. So I thought they did an awesome job. This seemed like the blow off to me because uh, they kind of made it sound like this was the the rubber match. You know, they they each won two, and and this was kind of it. Because um, I don't know where you go from here unless you did turn one of them heel. But then I think it'd be too similar to Nakamura turning heel to 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 do that right now. So I mean, I think Finn could really use it. He feels like he's getting lost in the shuffle a bit. Um, like you, like you mentioned, he hasn't won a, a big match in a while, so I think he could really use something to to switch. What I'm surprised is they're not addressing the demon. Finn won against Rollins first try SummerSlam for the Universal Title as the demon. Um, for some reason, for me, there was a comparison. I remember, like the end of Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox doesn't want to become the wolf anymore. He needs to prove he can do it on his own. Right. He wins the championship. I feel like Finn needs to explain why he's not doing the demon or, or busted out at this point. Cause I think it's just strange that he's losing so much. And here's a guy that, that should be in that upper tier, but uh, he's just not getting the wins. I think, I think uh, that would be cool. You have Finn come back as the demon to, to face Seth, like feeling like he needs to, that extra something to, to win the title. I think here's how bad. Awesome. Here's how stale I think his character is at the moment. I think we always talk about how you can't do the demon every week because it will lose its luster. At this point, I don't care. I would do the demon every week and get something out of this. I, I agree. W- with, with him and get your money out of him somehow with this. I think every week is better than no weeks. <laughs> They're at no weeks right it now. It really is. No, I mean, maybe you, know, maybe you don't have to do the full body paint because I know it takes a long time. Like Just do the face and, or something, but have a variation of it. I think I totally think they should do that. And maybe don't have him on TV every week either if he's doing that. Yeah, that'd do him a lot of good. Yeah. Man, so the ending sequence of this, um, there were some good reversals. There were some good, the roll-throughs in this were, were uh, awesome. So what was that, the superplex that they did the roll-through? Into, that's Seth's yeah. specialty. That yeah. is specialty. He's so good at that. Yeah, that's like Eddie. Eddie used to do that. He, he absorbs though. He absorbs the bump though off the top rope somehow, and is still able to roll through. Which I don't know how because it knocks the wind out of you. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Um, Rollins ended up hitting the blackout for the pin and the win. It was a good match, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this was it for a while. And I was just sitting there, just saying, please don't announce it's going to be a triple threat at Backlash with the Miss, Seth, and Finn again. Uh, I mean, they've just got to. Is give it? these guys some no they didn't announce that but i was afraid they were uh, going to because it feels like we just keep seeing the same i mean yeah you're right they did that for so many weeks in the build-up to mania i don't get why they're doing no, i don't right. get i don't get why they're doing seth versus the miz you know when uh just because you had it announced doesn't mean you can't change it they had announced gender versus randy orton for backlash too you know when things change uh once a brand split happened they should have been like the greatest royal rumble was mrs chance and that's it let's move on i think rollins I honestly think they could put him in with Brock now. I think he's ready for it. The crowd is hot for him. He comes across as like a main eventer. I think uh, as a babyface. I mean, he was as a heel before. Then he turned babyface. He was kind of struggling a bit. I think I think you could do him and, and Brock and have him be the guy to beat Brock or at least put him in a feud with him for a while. No, I love that. Um, we did also get, after that six-man match, Samoa Joe, a video promo or coming in supposedly live on the Titan Tron talking uh, that Romans failed once again 
He's going to destroy him at Backlash. So that'll be a good match. Yes, it will. So all in all, Matt, and now that we've walked through everything that you just watched, how are you C-. feeling about tonight's Raw? C minus. C minus. Raj? I would say I'd say normally a C plus um, because I did like that main event a lot. I like that opening segment, and I like the the Braun Roman Lashley six, six man. man. Um, but um, but because the crowd was so hot, I, I'll up it to a B minus because I, I thought that crowd was made made the show a lot of fun. Was a great crowd. Yeah, I mean, it shows how much that counts, right? Yeah, because most of the show was below average. I thought. Yeah, Without. it just it exposed how uh, Raw got the short end of the stick in the Superstar shakeup. I thought. I just don't get what they did with Samoa Joe. I think they don't have a good heel on Raw, and, and it's hurting until... I mean, they got to either turn somebody, or I don't know what. I, it's too much for KO to, you know, <laughs> you know, have all those baby faces coming after him. You need more guys. Yeah. So we're going to do a little backlash preview here in a minute, but first... Raj, what's this news with Batista now and uh, the WWE? What's going on there? So Batista was in talks to be uh, Ronda Rousey's partner at WrestleMania, was having talks with WWE. Uh, So he was going to be the guy. The Rock obviously couldn't make it work. Rock had confirmed that he was talking with Vince about it, but he wasn't going to be available to do it. So they went to Batista, and I guess they just felt like uh, Kurt Angle made more sense. So they went with Kurt Angle and just stopped calling Batista. Batista was like waiting to see what was going on. And they just stopped calling him. Oh, kind of weird. Would you like to see him back, Matt, for another run? I have always been a fan of Dave's. I just, hopefully that, you know, I didn't like what, how the fans did him last time. But, uh, you know, because he was a big star coming back. And uh, I don't know. You can't tell the fans who to cheer for and who not to. They, it's just unfortunate. He ran into, the, just like Roman, the Daniel Bryan tornado. Yeah. yeah. Well, even even Batista was saying then, like, he should have come back as a heel. He wanted to come back as a heel. Vince just felt like he was going to get this baby face, super baby face reaction. He might have the first couple of times, but he, he should have come he back as a heel. a huge movie, a huge superhero yeah. movie. What else? There is no bigger baby face. Come that was on. before. That was before the movie came out. Oh, was it? Yeah. The movie oh, okay. came out that he left to do promotion, okay. and then that, that was it. Well, and also his wrestling character isn't Drax. I mean, one, he's under a ton of makeup in Guardians. Thanks, and then he's thanks, fantastic. Thanks for, clarifi- thanks for the clarification. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This isn't The Rock who's in the movie. I mean, The Rock plays The Rock in every movie that he's in with the exception of Pain. That's not game. what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. something called overness. And when you're yeah. starring yeah. in a huge Hollywood blockbuster, you're now Mr. Over, Over. And when yeah. you come back home, you cheer that dude and say, good for you for going out and getting that. Yeah, Batista is a much bigger star since he left with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You oh, know, he's yeah. The biggest he's opening the most I- of all time. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the most iconic super. Do you realize that is the most iconic superhero poster that I, that I think we'll ever see? I mean, I can't think of more superheroes being on a poster than that. Yeah. But yeah, like, like Glenn said, the biggest opening ever uh, domestically and worldwide. And to think, like this, year, this week at deal. the box office, three. Uh, the top 10 movies are starring former WWE champions because you got Blockers uh, r- with John Cena, Rampage wow. with The Rock, and then Batista and you know, uh, Avengers Infinity War. I wish we could pause time right now <laughs> just because people crap on wrestlers. You know what I mean? And it's like, look at that right there. Look at that for your proof. 
that wrestlers are so multifaceted when it comes to being talented. Yeah, I was with a I was with a friend over the weekend, and our kids were listening to Moana. You know, uh, you're welcome. Oh, we were God, big we fans of The Rock guys. early on, and we were like, "Who would have thought like w- that our daughters would be listening to The Rock's singing?" <laughs> you know, like twenty years later. Ever. That's the best song ever, by the way. (laughs) It's awesome. But you know what it shows, though, is that these guys are super talented and they have great success when they're working with other creative people that are putting them in more dynamic roles, telling better stories. Yes. Yes. You know, because 1% of the U.S. population watches wrestling each week. That's a big number, though, isn't it? Is it, though? I mean, I tell I don't people know. it is. I exaggerate because people don't really watch wrestling who I'm talking to. Yeah. And I, I still call it the highest rated cable television show, but I know it's not. <laughs> it, it, and well, once you take into account the television audience, the television audience is like <clears throat> 100 million. So then, it, you know, it's more than that. Because that's what I say when people are like, oh, you like older folks that live in my city, you know, when I'm doing my, when I'm in politics and stuff. They're like, oh, so you do that wrestling stuff? I'm like, yeah, you know, that wrestling stuff is the highest rated cable television show, you know, on TV year after year after year after year. Yeah, that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, about eight to nine times the audience of an average episode of Raw or SmackDown went and saw Avengers Infinity War opening weekend. Yeah. Wow. Well, and it shows, you know, when fans are like, why is wow. Vince giving us Batista? They don't, he doesn't know what fans want. But clearly Vince has an eye for superstars that when they're yes. put in that, you know, public forum outside of wrestling, you know, they, they all and here, here they are. And I know there are limitations of the medium, but it just goes to show, man, like WWE creative. I mean, yes, it has some high points. Tonight, there were some high points, but. Here's my question. What will it take to go back and say, you know what? The 300 writers just doesn't work. (laughs) I mean, because their excuse to my understanding or their reasoning, I should say, is we have so much uh, coverage now we've got to supply for, right? There's so much supply going around that we've got to be able to fill these positions and film these shows and write these storylines. So we need all these writers, you know? So it's almost like, but what do you think has to happen though for it to go back to which is one booker, hmm. uh, a couple bookers and Vince, let's say, like it used to be Cornette and say, I don't know, anybody in like Bruce Pritchard, let's say, along with Vince, what will it take for that? I don't think it's, I don't think it can happen at this point. I feel like they have, Vince is so overworked by not being part of the creative process. You know, I just, I, th- yeah. I think that those days have passed. That's a shame. Yeah. Cause you get a lot of redundancy. You see the same yeah. ways the tag match is created the same way a feud is built. How do they not? That's, that's another thing I don't understand with so many writers. It feels like they have a writer per wrestler on each one. When, when raw airs, and there's 30 writers. That's almost 30 guys on Raw. How many guys are on Raw? Like 70 or something? 60? Somewhere in between. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, that, that's a hell of a ratio, guys. Come on. Right. But they don't get to own it, though. The problem is, okay, so it's not just Vince that you have meddling. You've got, was it, Kevin Dunn. You've got Michael Hayes. Uh, you've got other creative guys that Vince trusts that are meddling in it. And then Vince has final say, if you just gave a writer, if you just said, okay, you know, Hey, we've got a team of two writers. You guys are in charge of the Sasha Bailey storyline. You're going to own that. And I want right. you to write a 10 week arc. And the, we, and they left them alone or just give them minimal notes. That'd be awesome. That's how most TV goes. Um, is that you have us, you divide the work up amongst a team, you collaborate and come together, Tracy yeah. storylines. But the problem is you have all these guys meddling 
um, in it. That's and true. I think that's what prevents it. And because they don't trust the writers because they've been treating no. them as disposable. There's high rotation. So you come in, you do what you can, but ultimately you're vetoed by the powers that be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, when was the last time you saw a story like, like it, you know, on a week to week basis, you'll see something like, oh, that was creative. Like, oh, Rusev Day, that was that was kind of, that was very creative. But when was the last time you saw a long term storyline uh, start from finish and you, you have the bumps and, and twists along the way and you get to the end? You're like, wow, that was really well done. That was really creative storyline. That was an awesome angle. It's really rare. Yeah. Don't say Daniel Bryan, but I will never give them credit for that. That was a gun held to their head. Yeah. And they stumbled onto that. Daniel Bryan was supposed to wrestle Sheamus at that mania, but then CM Punk quit and Batista didn't go over. And they still didn't want Daniel Bryan. They still didn't want – they still fought it. Yeah. If you remember – I think SmackDown in 2016 had some good arcs, uh, even with the way that they brought Ellsworth in, with the stuff they did with Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz and the Spirit Squad coming back. These felt like fully fleshed out stories. Heath Slater and Rhino coming together. Heath's free agency led to him becoming you know, one of the top baby faces on SmackDown um, over that summer. I feel like there was a trajectory to those things. So maybe they lucked into a lot of it. It wasn't planned. But then but- you, gotta, you see where those guys are right now, too. Yeah. You know, like it was it was a cool storyline for what it was. But as far as on the main event level and to get like a, to create a really like huge, huge angle that, you know, is really doing pay-per-view business. I mean, I guess well, not network subscribers or whatever you want to call it these days. Ro- Raj, Roman going over would have given us that. <laughs> well, <laughs> if Roman turns heel, it's this three year, you know, kind of. They didn't plan on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, he needs it. And it's funny because a lot of times I think what it is is there are guys that they think need storylines, but I think guys like Roman or Braun, they're like, oh, you just put them out there and the fans are going to have a reaction. I don't think they think about storylines. That's what I feel about Seth Rollins. That's what I felt about Seth Rollins. And now I feel about what's his name? Um, Finn. His opponent, Finn, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you got to give them something to sink their teeth into. Seth's doing really well and he's not getting much help storyline wise. That's why I'm even double impressed with him right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with Carol in the chat. Jimmy Jacobs was a huge loss. I feel that the quality, I mean, Festival of Friendship, Owens and Jericho, that storyline, I'd put up that up there with anything I've seen in recent years on TV. Why, um, did Jimmy Jacobs write that? Yeah. Yeah, he helped with it. He did? Yeah, Lister uh, Jericho was him. Uh, Jericho didn't think of that? Mm-mm. No, uh, yeah, that was Jimmy Jacobs. That's really good. Yeah, and you know he worked with Jericho to, and they they took it way beyond you know where it, just a one off in a promo, but uh, yeah, I mean he he did a lot. I think there's a lot of these writers when you talk to them on a podcast or something afterwards, you'll yeah. hear all these yes. good ideas that they had. But, yes, you will, and they just get shot down, and Vince doesn't want it, and then you're just doing what he wants, and then you just kind of got yes. the same old same old. Well, Matt, it was like your whole character you came up with, and then you made the mistake of saying that you were genetically engineered by Vince McMahon, and that shut the whole thing down. Yeah. You know? Can't mention, can't mention, can't, can't mention steroids. I'm like, I didn't say steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just random shit, man. It does not sound like a fun place to work. Um, yeah. And I think that it shows in the product a lot. So good stuff happens and good stuff gets through. It's not like the show is, is totally lacking creativity. But man, 
you really feel it though when some stuff could use a storyline and like we're talking about finn and seth Mm -hmm. that's a great example just a little bit more story in that would keep people caring as opposed to feeling like we're we're we're, we're just literally guys we're giving them the match of the night none of it is storyline in fact we made fun of the storyline aspect when you think about it yeah right we made fun of the smiles and the gazing back and forth at each other and laughing and smiling and you got me that crap but no but those guys went out there and stole the show because of their work okay you can't just rely on the guy's work yeah now if finn decides he's going to do the demon and he comes out and beats seth and then Seth comes back and is like, oh, you had to use the cool. demon to beat me. And then the storyline is Finn's going to do it without him. No, seriously. But that's a story. You'll come back and go, hey, you had to be the demon. But you can keep <laughs> that going for another me. You can keep Party. that going for another six weeks. Yeah. And it'll be interesting because there'll be stakes all of a sudden. Hey, buddy, I want to see you do it without the acrylic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how they treated. They were doing that with Bray last year, right? Like you you need to be the demon to beat me. You can't beat me without the demon. They didn't. He was they calling of... him bad. He was calling him the devil, evil. He's making him feel like he joined the dark side to play mind games with him to get him out of that gimmick. I thought that was pretty decent. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we were spared seeing Bray as Sister Abigail. I just mm-hmm. want to remind people. Of that. Oh, God. <laughs> that yeah. is when I think he officially jumped shark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I like how they just never mentioned that since then. Like, I wonder if could they you ever that. Yeah, that poor guy. How could he not have said no, guys? No, please. I don't want to fire <laughs> here for saying no, but please no. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think they're gonna drop Sister Abigail too. Like the whole term and every they they did they shot some promo before the show of him saying brother Samuel or not Samuel but something similar Samuel. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of done with that whole thing, but uh, a, we kind of went know. over. So I think we should yeah. we'll do backlash on the uh, yeah we'll the do Wednesday, that Wednesday podcast. Wednesday. Right. Do you guys remember uh, Greatest Royal Rumble in the middle of that five or six hour experience? And I don't know if this was a Saudi consideration, but uh, I think Cole said, "Oh, he's bringing it." Or no, uh, Corey's like, "Oh, he's bringing out Sister Abigail." And then uh, Michael Cole was like, "No, it's uh, the move, Sister Abigail's kiss." Like being very clear uh, <laughs> what was going on, but that was the first time I'd heard. Bray's move like referred to that way, which I thought was kind of a strange shading of that's it. What it that, that's what it's called? Uh, that's what Michael Cole said in the moment. That could have been a Saudi Arabia consideration. I mean, look what happened. Um, I'm sure you saw the stories. They showed that little clip of the Best of Both Worlds promo in the stadium there, and the Saudi Sports Authority issued a statement apologizing for the indecent women that were shown during the Greatest Royal Rumble. So I think they might have just been covering their bases and even how they referred to things. Yeah, I guess they had a problem with Carmella in that swimsuit, and uh, that caught, that prompted them to send that apology out. And they're going back in November, so they announced it yeah. before that show. Wow. So we'll these topics will be <laughs> coming yeah. back we'll, up. We'll bench it for a couple months. Real quick, Matt, what do you think after we saw tonight? I don't. To me, it seems like Roman's out of this thing with Brock it doesn't seem like they're going back to it they might uh what do you think's next for Brock I think they should go with Rollins and save Braun for later Oof. why can't it be Bobby Lashley again I think Lashley's just not over yet he I mean yeah. he's just too new I feel like but Brock might be on the way out how do you not come up with that big payoff match yeah Brock's yeah. leaving soon right 
that it's supposed to be a short-term deal. That's supposed. You can't leave that money on the table. You cannot be the, the company that did not book Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar when you had the opportunity. I know he's not over. I know he doesn't feel like he should be there. But I think no one's going to care when they see that big jacked-up Bobby Lashley standing across the ring from him. But then you would have him winning the title, and it seems that he's not ready. I know it screams he's not ready. I'm, not, I'm just I'm telling you what I would like to see. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'd love to see Rollins too. I want to see Rollins to get to that next level, and, he, and this would do it, right? Yeah. What this would you? be again. Hang on, this would be him coming in again and sweeping in uh, ahead of Roman for the title. <laughs> by the way, twice. That's uh, right. Or Roman. <laughs> Uh, I still think it's got to be Braun. I think Braun is uh, the natural choice. Oh, yeah. I just said yeah. 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 So we'll do a full Backlash preview Wednesday when we talk about SmackDown, 12 noon Eastern here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Mr. Matt Morgan, before we take it home, anything you want to plug? No. Okay. He's at BP Matt Morgan on Instagram and Twitter. Raj, what's coming up on the site? My interviews with uh, Nita Strauss. She did Nakamura's entrance at WrestleMania. Uh, she's awesome. She's a lead guitarist for Alice Cooper. Um, really cool. And then uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I had a, a, doing an interview with him, and that'll be uh, up soon, too. And we're going to talk a lot about WrestleMania 3, Macho Man, why he lost the title to Honky Tonk Man just shortly after winning it from Savage. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Good question nice. to ask. Um, I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter. Now, uh, I did live tweet all three Karate Kid movies over the weekend in anticipation of Cobra Kai and that debut oh, on Wednesday. God. I've seen the first two episodes of Cobra Kai, and it is awesome. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm it, looking forward to it, but I think it's going to be bad. But if you're What channel good, is this on? It's on YouTube Red. You got to subscribe. But they're going to give away the first two episodes for free on YouTube regular. Why do you know this? How do you know this? How do you even know this show's on YouTube? I just watch the news. How do you know I, this? I read the trades. I, I see things. Um, but the show, John, it's about Johnny Lawrence in his 50s, <laughs> recovering from what happened, rebuilding his life. Uh, Daniel LaRusso's in it. It, is, it was really, huh. really good. I was, I, wanted, I was so skeptical about this. Um, but I was really impressed with the first two episodes. All 10 episodes drop on Wednesday. I'm going to be watching the entire thing. Oh, they're doing it all at once. Uh, all at once. Um, okay. This is, I mean, this is a true Karate Kid sequel. Look, Karate Kid Part 2 is a little slow, I found upon a rewatch. Karate Kid 3 is terrible, but I love it. Terrible. This is so over terrible. the top. I like Part terrible. 2, but 3 was terrible. But this is like the true, this is like what Rocky Balboa was to the original Rocky. It's like you could just go from Part 1 to this and feel like you're getting a complete real story. Um, it's very good. Yeah, I'll give it a chance. I thought, I, I remember I didn't want Creed to come out. I thought that was going to be terrible, and then I loved it. So. Loved it. Yeah. So right. that's Wednesday, and I'll be tweeting more about that. Uh, so, yeah, follow me at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter, and we'll see you back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.